0: Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of V.O. Buzz Weekly and what's happening today, stage Today
1: we have the genius impressionist, TV film voice actor, Jim Meskimen. Get ready to laugh.
0: Absolutely, let's get buzzed. Turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to V.O. Buzz Weekly. And now, prepare to get seriously buzzed with your hosts, Chuck Duran and Stacy J. Aswan.
1: Our guest is a versatile TV, film, and voice actor. You've seen him in so many things. You've seen him compete on America's Got Talent. You've heard him in Avengers Assemble and The Boondocks. You've maybe watched his celebrity podcast on YouTube or seen his fabulous live show, Jim Pressions. Bottom line, he is fabulous. And have you seen The Jacket?
0: The Jacket.
1: We are so ready to get buzzed with the totally amazing Check out the back. Jim Meskimen.
0: Thank you. Glad to be here, Stacy. Chuk-
1: I'm kinda. I'm sad I didn't wear my orange fringe boots. Had I known, we could have coordinated. It's
2: nice, huh? This was this is a jacket once owned by Liberace's pool man.
1: <laughs> Liberace's pool man. It has a matching so, speedo. Though. So, yeah. ladies, <laughs> so,
0: so, so, have you wore, do you wear this every day, or did you bring it out special to I, be on I the show? I wear it every day. <laughs> no, I, this is actually the
2: first public appearance of, of me in this uh, in it's this amazing. particular jacket. Wow. And I'll be wearing it uh, this Saturday night in my Jim Pression show. Get down, Trying it out. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's start. How, how can, can I, I help you? you? How can I help you? You've I'm going to tell how you
2: Can I just say of course, um, sweetheart.
1: You and I have the same birthday.
2: September tenth. Yes. Oh, I thought 9/10. you looked familiar. Yes,
1: yeah. I know. I see you at the meeting. Um, are you very Virgoian in me, uh, by nature?
2: Vir- yeah, are I guess like I am. What are the what are the Virgo traits? Organized. Mm, no, he's not
1: that. Detail oriented.
2: I, I can be detail oriented, Little uh, bit bossy particularly maybe? in my art. I'm detail oriented, yeah. and I find it hard to. Uh, i mean I, I draw and paint as well and yes. and and i do now a lot of you know video and audio stuff mm-hmm. and you know it takes a lot of time to get those things just it's to match right, to, to <laughs> like, yeah. eh. so i'm detailed of it that. that way yeah. are you that way too
1: i am i like order
2: yes mm-hmm. and I'm loyalty is that. loyalty yes yeah. loyalty <laughs> yes i, I feel Very i'm a loyal lo- person lo- mm-hmm. yeah
0: Good, okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, well.
2: But you'd have to ask the traders.
0: The, ooh. <laughs> um, okay, so you come from an entertainment family. Yeah. yeah. Was there ever a doubt that you would end up in the entertainment
2: There business? was. There was a, a, mainly a, a substantial period of doubt, and it was it resident in me. Yeah. I, I was not clear about what... It, I I liked performing, and as a little kid, I loved doing voices. and And I was not a very outgoing or gregarious kid, mm-hmm. but secretly, you know, I liked to do it. And I enjoyed to do little plays and yeah. stuff like that, like a lot of boys do. And I was one of the kids that has, like, I'm sure a lot of people you've interviewed that had a cassette player and would do right. little radio shows. And say, no, we're gonna do, you know, this. I yeah. did all that crap. And uh, but as far as like pursuing it as a as a career. I actually got a little confused because my mother was so successful. Yeah. Mm. Um, And it's a lucky thing because, obviously, we survived. But it was lucky to see her. She started off, you know, in a nice... Like that, yeah. so for years she was just successful, and she was a single mom. Yeah. She would do TV shows, she would do a commercial, and we'd be like, "Oh, she did a commercial." And then you know, and then Happy Days uh, yep. it took off. My mom's Marion Ross, so Happy yes. Days, we played Mrs. C, whose birthday it is today, uh, October twenty-fifth. Oh, right on, man! But um, I got confused because uh, you know, I don't know, maybe this is the Virgo in me, but I, I felt like, all right, I like to do this thing; it's fun. What's the honorable part of it? What's the what's the justifiable part? Because if you're gonna mm-hmm. if you're gonna make a lifestyle out of something that you think is fun,
0: yeah,
2: I, is it just fun for you? You know, I and I worried about that, mm-hmm. and and I really had to, and I didn't know because my mother never talked about the deeper philosophy or of her the direction of her career. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a fait accompli. It was like, well, at 15, she said, "This is what path I'm going on."
0: And that's she what never looked back. Yeah, right. right. And right.
2: I was like, hmm. Couldn't quite figure it out, and I eventually did, and uh, and I realized, ah, and I talk about this a little bit in my show, like uh, the, the epiphany. Yeah, what that, was the uh, brought... epiphany? Well, uh, it was um, it was Harvey Keitel, the great actor Harvey Keitel. <laughs> Let me and get the I piano. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, get the piano. Sure, I'll, you can buy. I'll buy a key at a time. What was it? Did she buy it from him or he bought? It? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. But I ha- <clears throat> I was living in Spain.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I was studying art, and I was uh, at a real crossroads. Uh, I was 23, and this nagging problem of actor, painter, actor, painter, no, no, actor, painter, painter. Wow, actor, painter, that's like a
0: big Mm. stretch right there.
2: Yeah, yeah, makes money, go broke. Makes money, go broke. Uh, Anyway, it was like a rock in my chest, and I Mm -hmm. I was really wrestling with it, and then I I was going through a period of my life where I was making a lot of border and sorting things out and uh, stopped doing drugs.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, we all stopped that.
2: Yeah, good. It's good. good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the thing to do. It's the thing to do. Hey, man, stop doing drugs. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. To be conscious and alert is where it's at. So <laughs> I had the clarity of mind to be able to see. Oh, and well, anyway, but I walked down the street in Madrid, down the whatever the Gran Via or whatever, and I had just seen Mean Streets in a revival house somewhere. Yeah,
1: mm.
2: and I noticed walking up the street is Harry Keitel. Who I did not expect to see. Yes. Like, like you do. <laughs> so I stopped him and uh, he spoke to me a little while, a couple minutes. What I'm doing, I was shooting a movie here in Madrid and uh, yeah, what are you doing? Javier Cartel has a very small mouth. He oh, has a sound like his. Like yes. Sound is all in the front of his face, but he's a terrific, terrific actor. So, and, and after he left, my heart was just going bum, 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 bum. And I had the presence of mind to go, huh, oh, that's interesting. I don't feel that way when I talk to painters I know or see uh, uh, I'm like, ah well maybe this. This is the effect that I want to create on other people. Right. I'd like someone to talk to me or to see a show I do mm-hmm. and be exhilarated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's possible and I went, Oh, okay. So then I, I made my decision, I moved to New York.
0: Wow, that's good, man. But Hung up the brushes, but out. then
1: you obviously got them back out. We'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, well, I never
2: stopped it, really, yeah. but I, I I love to paint as an activity. I just don't yeah. know how to make a big living at it, and I don't know how to exhilarate people with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas I do know how to make people you know, have a good time with my performing and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and make it a living, it, so right. which is, is important? important. Listen, oh you bought
1: that fabulous jacket so right? high. Yeah. It's, sure, it's kind cheap. of like a painting, your it jacket. Is, it is. It's
2: so like a Peter Max painting. Totally. I think mean, it's fantastic,
1: bit, a little It's so
0: fantastic. Or a crazy um, Russian I Might have bird. to mug him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Take <laughs> it. So can we just real quickly, I just got to say that your mom, dude, oh. is like... The coolest thing in the world. I mean, I grew up on Happy Days, yeah. and Mrs. C was just like <laughs> she was like the life of the the, the, the yeah. whole show. I mean, the the the, the, the this beautiful all-American mom yes. that just like we had it all together. Yes. Was she like that at, at home too? I mean, no, that same that's a character. Just I mean, character. she is
2: wonderful, but yeah. she's wonderful in a completely different category. Yeah. And uh, Marion is a creation, you know, of Gary Marshall and, yeah. and my mom. Uh, and uh, she is hilariously funny. She's very uh, spiritually centered yeah uh, inspirational and she loves to and this is this is something that you see amongst uh, really wonderful older people a lot is that she's perfectly fine with just invading your space yeah, yeah. and saying get you know off. what we're gonna you know what we're gonna do? We're just gonna take this hair and we're gonna color it a little bit and and we're gonna get those teeth fixed and you know? <laughs> But she does That's it with such my teeth. such <laughs> a hypothetical you. Okay. But I am just you know, and she's perfectly fine in getting in your face about things like that with such affinity yes. that you're just like, okay, you fine, go, I'll do whatever okay. you say, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, I, I'm mad about her and she just turned eighty-eight today.
0: Fantastic. Congratulations. That's really and great. We had
2: a lovely party in San Diego for her. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. She, and yeah. she's still working, you know, when she wants yeah. to, but she doesn't have to work if she doesn't yeah. want to. And That's She's fantastic. in a pretty sweet place. And and for me growing up and my sister also, who's also in the business mm-hmm. I think it was very good to see. It's an advantage to to have a parent um, that works in the business because you see what it really is, not the hype.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, you see what the hype is based on. Yeah, but but it's not all, as you know, it's not all red carpets and Mm -hmm. and amazing jobs. It's sometimes really crappy jobs and long hours and uh, a lot of auditions, a lot of rejection and (laughs) disappointment. Exactly. And you know, she had a very unique. Uh, success, you know. I mean, she yeah. became. I mean, you know, in the seventies, sixties, uh, and seventies, when I when I was growing up with her yeah. as a kid, I mean, you know, she'd get a guest spot on Mannix,
0: yeah,
2: or you know, Long Street or you know, whatever, and 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 we'd be like, yeah, that's great, you know, and then three months would go by, mm-hmm. four months would go by, so you know, it's like as a single mom those are high single stakes mom. yeah two kids you know i mean i my wife and i we raised our our daughter by ourselves you know as a team, and it was still hard. And it's mm-hmm. still
0: hard. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> <Tough. laughs> yeah. So yeah. I have a
2: lot of respect for Mom. Absolutely. It just grows and yeah. grows. Thank you for what you said.
0: Absolutely. Chalk couple up there for Long for Mom. may she reign. birthday. Yeah. And by
2: the way, I did a, a video in tribute to my mother, uh, a celebrity podcast where I have different celebrities from Happy Days and from her career, living and dead, yeah. call her up uh, mm-hmm. and leave a mess- You know, leave a little message so for good. her. You guys can and search that on
1: YouTube. It is so yeah.
2: It's fun. my uh, Jim Meskimen live celebrity podcast mm-hmm. with Marion. Ross and uh, and you know, I didn't expect to have this kind of impact. I wanted her to fell and, and tear up and stuff yeah. and, and feel honored. Mm-hmm. But she was like I did like Henry Winkler and Ron Howard and Donnie Most and Anson Williams, which are all right. voices that I, I was doing in high school. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I met them, I knew them, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I, I and when she was listening, she turned to me and went, Oh, you got Henry to do this. And I said, No, no mom. No mom. It's me. Well that's, oh, that's Donnie. That is Donnie. I'm like, No Mom, it's me. So that was like an, actually, an, an unpursued uh, effect of it. I didn't really want yes. to do that, but I was like, "Oh." <laughs> you always feel, you know, as an impressionist. I'm sure guys you've talked to are all like, kind of like, it's a little bit of a game, you know. You're right. like, gee, if I can, if I can fool somebody, that's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's absolutely, as close as I'm going to get man. to a touchdown or a home run at this point. Absolutely, absolutely. So,
0: absolutely. so how do you like when you were even younger and you started like, you know, learning how to do imp- impressions? Was it something that you thought about and broke it down to, like, you know, get those out or just it came natural to you? Was there a process? Yeah, just just like, is there a process? Just,
2: I, I'm sure there is. And, and now I have to be a little more professional yeah. about it. Um, today what I do is if I really, really am trying to match something, and that happens with the, mm-hmm. the trailers and yep. with uh, voice matching and um, big movies that need a voice and something, I'll go on YouTube. Thank God we have YouTube. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll study and listen. I'll go, okay, all right, okay, and I'll go... Yeah, you just man, you know, a day that we live in infamy and whatever, and well, that's that's the wrong guy, but that's the wrong day anyway. And I'll study it, and then I'll go into the booth and I'll record. And now, now if I really, you know, usually I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's I got it. That's yeah. close enough. Yeah. But now I've been like going back and go, well, I listen to this because I know my voice pretty well. But so I'll go back and play it again and do a kind of an A B A B yeah. with the original. and mm-hmm. go, Okay, I'm missing this part of it. I'm missing this tonality or whatever. And then I'll go back in and try it again. Right. You know, and then when you, if you, God forbid, you book the job, you go and, and then you're really like, okay, really trying to (laughs) hunker down and do this. And then you realize, it's at that point that you realize, this is impossible, but I can come close.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because
2: it's funny. It's particularly with, um, and even with voices that we know very well, like John F. Kennedy, Mm -hmm. you know, someone like that.
0: What does John F. Kennedy sound like?
2: Well, John F. Kennedy, you, when he was just speaking quietly, had a sort of a tonality like this. But actually, he spoke a little bit deeper than this. He had a little bit deeper resonance, but still, the Boston accent is more or less here. That's good. But so if done. we played it ABAB, you'd go, well, that's Jim, that's John. I mean, you mm-hmm. just separate yeah. right out like uh, milk Have you ever had
1: somebody where you just go, I, I, I can't.
2: Many times, it. mostly, yeah. People yeah. ask that all the more, time. Are like, there more voices tongues.
1: that are, are there? Is there a type of tonality or texture that's easier to?
2: Yeah, latch I mean, onto? I have a certain equipment. It would be like having a certain guitar or. Mm-hmm. A, violin or something, yeah. and you go, well, you know, it's just this, like Paul McCartney, I've seen Paul McCartney, he says, oh, I brought this guitar out, you know, we used to play this, this is what you play this song on, you and he's got like 17 guitars that yeah. travel with yeah. or more probably, yeah. maybe yeah. 50 guitars that travel with him all over the world. Why? Because they each have a different flavor, mm-hmm. character. Warmth, whatever. Right. So, and my because he can, and because and he <laughs> can, <laughs> yeah. That's right. He yeah. could not for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah. He just write the check. Yeah. Uh, but for me, this is what I have, and I can alter it, and I can change the sound of it, and I can move the sound different pleasures in my face. And I can hear a particular particular sort of changes. But uh, this is the basic equipment that I have, and it has yeah. a basic kind of signature. Yeah. So anytime I get a a, a request, can you do this voice? And I can kind of hear. Oh, that's right. That's in the same little village that I come from. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, good. And these days, I like to do these older characters anyway, because you can always make your voice sound older by making it sound more wow, hollow. That's good. Or mm-hmm.
0: whatever. Well, oh, that was really good. Yeah, thank you. You even put a little, like, gin spin on it. Yes. Yeah. A little sauce. He's getting good, this guy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so you
1: should uh, have a show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so obviously, your improvisational skills are very fine tuned.
2: Mm hmm. Thank you. Uh, um, I worked at it. I mean, I I did uh, improv in New York for ten years, and mm-hmm. then out here for a number of years. And I got v- I got very good training. I trained with a woman named Tamara Wilcox Smith, who's no longer with us. Uh, and she worked with the committee, and worked with um, uh, Del Close. I almost said Glenn Close.
0: <laughs> close, close, very but close, but no Plus. Del Close. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, so the, the foundation there of agreement and creativity yeah. mm-hmm. was solid. So so I, I actually feel more comfortable improvising than I do memorizing lines most of the time. Because that, right. that has a certain right and wrong aspect that yes. yep. yes. you know, we're not always so, that comfortable with. So
1: obviously improv in the voiceover realm, very important.
2: I guess so. Um, I, I've heard it said that. And, Have you and, found that? And I found it to some degree. I think, um, and maybe it's a flaw on my part, but I don't go there very often mm-hmm. because I also have a tendency to try to to respect the written word yeah right when it's written yeah and if it's not and if it's just like make up something then I'm like oh fine there's no written word here we go yeah then I'm mm-hmm. happy
0: yeah
2: uh but I've done a lot of audio books where
0: yeah it's you can't every written word. words. <laughs> it,
2: it's semicolon, not a comma you know? yeah. yeah um so my my go-to is always to read it as written mm-hmm. or if it's obviously you know could be a little bit loosened up then I'll do that but but there are a lot of guys who I'm sure you've you've had on your show that that Take off, you know, like Fred Tatasciore is a great example. Mm -hmm. I've I've directed Ted, uh, Fred, Ted, (laughs) uh, a TED talk about Fred. Um, (laughs) I've directed Fred. I've been lucky enough. I just worked with him this afternoon, actually. And and Fred has a great facility for improv. So he'll he'll just go, which is great. Mm -hmm. And I I look at him and go, "Mm, that's a good idea.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. I I should have done that, but. Um, it kind of depends on what it is. Like obviously commercials there's no room for improv. Mm-hmm. Except if there is and they tell you, "Hey, we don't know what we're going to say here." And I'm like, oh, your I "Have own. an idea. Have an idea." Yeah. You know? And yeah. then I'm ready. Right, but I don't right. just I don't I don't take leap liberty. Into improv. Yeah. Yeah. But as a skill, I agree. It's something to have. It's another it's another aspect of the voice artist's uh, toolkit that yeah. is that is important. Yeah. What
1: do you think but, are your strengths?
2: I'm uh, <laughs> My strengths. I'm, I'm pretty literate. I'm a writer myself. Uh, I love words. I understand why, why we're using certain words. Mm-hmm. I understand that they have their own special weight and message. So I think that's a plus. Um, I've just been doing it a long time, and I'm one of these guys who just uh, would be doing it anyway. Had I not figured out a way to, to make a living at it,
0: right, right? Because you love it,
2: I love it. I, just, I love it. It's fun. I'm right, in mean, right, my car. I'm driving a, along. I'm and and talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, playing all those plans. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I guess that's a strength. Yeah. And uh, also, just I, you know, like I said, I love words, and I like the rhythm of language, and uh, the theatricality of storytelling, and all that. My father, who was ceased to be a professional actor before I was born but was apparently very good, uh-huh. uh, loved poetry, and used to read us poetry a lot, Yeah, long before we could understand it. But still, you know, you kind of get the the beauty of the music yeah. and he was a musician and played music and mm-hmm. played records we would go to his house my parents were divorced we would go to his house my sister and I would listen to hours of records mm-hmm. and sing along with him and so great yeah
0: a whole different I whole think
2: musicality different. is another thing that that yeah. is good yeah. for voice artists to yes. know to be able to control that, and to realize that there is infinite nuance that you yeah. can bring things.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Very very cool man.
1: You have such a diverse background I love that so on the original Thundercats Series. You were a cartoonist and designer. You did like a h- over a hundred episodes.
2: It's a lot. Oh man, uh, Thundercats. Yeah, was I was the fun. lead character designer mm-hmm. at the tender age of twenty-four mm. for Rankin Bass in New York, Fifty Third and Fifth. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. They did a lot of episodes back then when they would buy uh, a, a series would go sixty-five episodes.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: You know. Yeah. So I think we did at yeah. least. I did at least two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, uh, worth two years yeah. worth of episodes, and I, I it was a great job to have in I New
0: York. Bet, man! It was a great job to You're have. You're making bank.
1: What? Um, what was that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, well, you know, well, Chuck not, would
1: like to see your W twos. Um What it was, was that nice at creative? The time. It was, I had a lot of fun. I didn't Chuck. have to be a waiter. You know, <laughs> that's true. What was that creative process like uh, for you on that?
2: Well, it was it was it was sort of bizarre, and and it was. It was just pure luck, I think, because uh, I needed a job. I was in New York. I was starving like like any kid, and uh, wanted to be an actor. So I needed, and I was an illustrator. So I, 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 not a professional particularly, Mm -hmm. but I had done a job when I was eighteen. I worked at Hanna Barbera here when Hanna Barbera was just up the street, and uh, I was a, a. My mother got me into this. She got me, she, to get me out of the house, I think, because I was having a surly summer. <laughs> she got me enrolled in like a, a course at Hanna-Barbera where you learned all the different trades oh, yeah, yeah. at the time, which are That's probably cool. all evaporated yeah. at this point. But, uh, and so I got into the Hanna-Barbera field a little bit, and they knew me, and they hired me to be an assistant storyboard artist to an artist named Don Rico. And we were working on an absolutely horrible show called Janna of the Jungle. Mm.
0: Janna of the Jungle. Terrible
2: show.
1: Not to be confused with Tarzan of the Jungle.
2: No. Janna. <laughs> or Jana. Anyway, I never ever saw one. Jana. Jana, Jana, Jana. <laughs> Norwegian girl on a, <laughs> 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 on a big, what do you call these? Vines. I couldn't remember the name. I can only think of the Swedish In her later
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. husband. Anyway. But
2: I worked for a, a, a guy named Doug Wilde who uh, had uh, created Johnny Quest. Mm-hmm. So that had some honor in it. Yeah, he was a great absolutely. character. And worked with this guy named Don Rico. And he would basically do the blue, uh, I would do the blue lines and he would pencil them in. Or he would do the blue lines and I would pencil them in. And I, I was pretty incompetent. And I certainly did not know how to do storyboarding. I mm-hmm. knew how to color in. Yeah. <laughs> But, I, you know, because I'd drawn all my life, and I'd, right. you know, tried to draw, like, more Drucker and Mad Magazine yeah. and stuff. So I'd always done cartoons. I was a school cartoonist yeah. and all that. So I wasn't, you know, a complete incompetent. But I certainly was not a storyboard man. But a few years later, I moved to New York, and I'm in front of Jules Bass, of Rankin Bass, mm-hmm. and he's showing me uh, these storyboards on his wall for Thundercats, saying, uh, what do you think of these? And I said, hmm. look a little lean to me. <laughs> 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 the audacity, you know. <laughs> the audacity. And he went, all right, good. And he, well, we'll hire you. <laughs> and then I was like, oh no. Fatten him up. Oh no. <laughs> ah, now I'm hired. <laughs> what am I going to do now? <laughs> what am I going to do now? So I, I struggled, and I did about you know about a week on storyboards, and then I think it was abundantly plain to everybody that I was not a storyboard man. But they said, yeah, we're going to take you off storyboards and put you on a characters character design. Yeah. And then I went, ah, oh, thank God. That That, you love. That I can do. That, yeah. That I can do. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I I can't, you know, anyway, I I, I did it for a year and I really enjoyed it. And they would hand me the script and it would say, Rockman comes after Lionel brandishing a huge club. And I go, good, Rockman. Okay, take a piece of paper. Rockman, he's got a big thing. (laughs) And I generally hand it in, they'd go, that's fine.
1: That's a Rockman. I mean, it was a ridiculous job. Ridiculous.
2: (laughs) Very rarely did they go, oh, could Rockman be a little less igneous or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Rockman's too serious. Can you (laughs) make him a little... (laughs) Sure. Good. Okay. Good. That's fine. And then it would go by by means of the fax machine Mm -hmm. to the Pacific Rim where the real people that knew how to do animation would do stuff with it. But it all started with my designs. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool, man. Well, do
1: you still have not Did you save any of them? I don't
2: have any originals, but I have a lot of copies, yeah. Yeah, yeah I brought them, when I finally, uh, d- I auditioned and got a part on the new Thundercats show, and I made it a point of bringing everything in to show the guys so and, to, cool. and to see. And, th- and then they showed me what they were doing, and I was like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is so much You're better. Like, but
1: yeah. I'm the original. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I was first, but you guys are kicking my ass.
1: Yeah. That's a neat full circle moment. Absolutely,
0: man. Yeah. Um, can we talk about... Well, first of all, I have a question for you. <laughs> that when, how often, don't lie, how often do you go to, I don't know, the market, a fair, anywhere, somebody walks up to you and says, excuse me, Mr. Sting, can I have your autograph? <laughs> not often. But has it happened? It has happened, but generally,
2: I'm not mistaken for Sting. But people say, did anyone ever tell, did anyone ever tell you you look like Sting?
0: Like yeah, because yeah. if you talk like... If so he so did because it-
2: I one time, we, my wife and I, we decided to play a prank on, on people. We had a first-class ticket to Texas, I think, to Amarillo or, or somewhere. And we were sitting in first class, and the stewardess said, would you fool my friend, because you look like Sting, and you look like his wife. And, and we'll fool the other um, air hostess or whatever. So... She came down and I said, yeah, oh, it's a great trip. Thank you. Could I have a little more blah, blah, blah. And then, and then I felt bad about it because we didn't ever have a reveal. And I, and and the other stewardess came by and said, oh,
0: she thought that was so, she thought you were staying. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, for that's four great. hours, for, she you, yeah, you were I, sting. I don't feel yeah. good about this. So, yeah. so I
2: told her, hey, by the way, I'm not really staying. And she was like, oh, you're not? I said, no, I'm just, I'm doing commercials. I do commercials for Skaggs Alpha Beta. And she says, oh, I see those commercials. Well, oh, that's
1: great. <laughs> Bless so, so. your heart. Bless <laughs> <Push> your, <heart. laughs> your
0: heart. Well, if you walked around talking like that, I'm telling you right now, Sooner people would be like, oh, my gosh, that's yes. thing. Um, I know I would. Uh, so, America's Got Talent. Can I ask yes. them about it? Yeah. I'm so excited 2013. about this. 2013. 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about your experience and even why you did it.
2: Well, I I, I was surprised when I got contacted by yeah. a producer because I thought, uh, this is for amateurs, right? This is mm-hmm. like an amateur hour.
0: How do you audition for that? You make a tape and you just send it in? or?
1: Well, they contacted you. They contacted
2: me. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, there are these gatherings. They have big cattle yeah, call yeah. kind of things. And I, I really didn't want to do that. Yeah. So I said, can you look at some of my videos? And they said, yeah, we'll do that. I went, oh, good. So they said, uh, they called me finally one day and said, well, we're in L.A. tomorrow. We're going to do the thing. You're going to need to come on stage and do something. And, uh, and then if you... Do well there, you'll go on to Vegas, and we'll just take it from there. Yeah. And in the meantime, I would sort of, I had queried it with them, and they said, well, no, no, comics come, and it's not just amateurs. It's like people do it. And I thought, all right, this is a promotional thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to win the million dollars. I'm not going to be number one. That's never going to happen. And I don't, I don't Positive care. Positive
0: outlook. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Well, I, like I, don't that. Know. I Good guess job, I'm Charlie, Brown. I don't like that Charlie his, Brown.
2: I've been in this business a while, Chuck. I may mean, not. Did know, you wear
0: the jacket? I for the jacket.
2: Yeah, I should have. So we went. I went to the Pantages, and I had like no uh, preparation, particularly. And they make you wait a while, but. And I went on stage, and I just kind of did whatever I wanted to do, and then I went bye bye, and they went, "Oh wait, wait, wait! We have to judge you." Oh, sorry. (laughs) Oh, oh, pardon me. I forgot that part. Good, and then they and you're gonna go
0: to Vegas. I'm like, Oh, oh, good. Yeah, and you won. Yeah.
2: And then then I went to Vegas, and then it became kind of hard work because it was like, well, you got to stick around in Mm -hmm. Vegas for a couple three days, and you got to go where we say, and stay where we say, and act like we act, want you to act, and and they would come into the room, a big room full of people, wonderful artists, and children, and characters and all kinds of performers. and it would, But we all had to hang out and they would come in and say, all right, everyone needs to look really worried now. The judges are considering you. You need to look worried. No laughing. If you ever want to make a room full of people laugh. Say them don't laugh. Give them that kind of yeah, <laughs> announcement. And we were all, oh, it was very hard. Oh. And then, uh, you know, it, it, I wouldn't say it was the most pleasant time I ever had. But it was fun, and I got to do. I got to go on stage at Radio mm-hmm. City Music Hall, yeah. Yeah. and that was what I wanted. I yeah. wanted to be in front that's of 6,000 really cool people man. and yes. the American public doing impressions. Yeah. And well, what I, you, I
1: mean, you what, got to the quarterfinals, I, I
2: think, something? I, I, I
1: mean, it was great. You guys can you can find it on YouTube as well. But it was
2: a very solid. lofty thing. Yeah.
1: Solid performances. Thank you. Off- absolutely. Yeah. So have you ever gotten any advice along the way that's really stuck with you and helped you in your career?
2: I have. A lot of it from my mom. And uh, others, other professionals I've worked with. And one thing that I like to tell people that are starting out is that, you know, don't agree with people that say, it's too hard, Mm -hmm. you can't do it, they've already got everybody. You know, the same five guys do everything. And uh, I I basically had to recognize that that was a falsehood myself. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: When I was in New York, I used to hear that. But when you're in New York and you're a struggling young actor, you hear all kinds of stuff that is designed to just take you right out of the market. <laughs> yep. And I'm sure it's true yep. in L.A. too. You know, like, uh, well, you can't join SAG unless you got a SAG job, so it's impossible. You're like, oh, you're like, oh I guess I can't. Mm-hmm. And then there's lots of, it sort of weeds out all these, all these poor bits of information, sort of weed out people that really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that I was going to be a voiceover guy, in addition to the things that I do. And so if somebody said to me, you know, it's so competitive and the agents won't listen to your demo tape Mm -hmm. and really the same 10 guys do everything, then I heard it enough times to realize, well, if I'm, if everybody's saying that, it's wrong. (laughs) It it smells like something wrong that everybody's just saying. It's
1: conspiracy. It's all
0: fishy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so I decided, so, and every time I would hear it or someone would say it to me in my mind, I would go, that's not true. No. I don't need to like fight it or, or... you know, right. slap anybody right. across the chops with a with a, a bass or something but I, uh, I I knew that it was just wrong. So that's part of it. You have to always keep your own counsel and keep firm that way. It's mm-hmm. like if there's something that you feel you're good at, that you feel you can contribute in some way don't let anyone talk you out of it. It's easy to say, particularly, you know we're, we're very sensitive to those things but right. I think you have to have a little selfish little center
0: yeah. mm-hmm.
2: that goes no, I really like to do this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> keep that really solid yeah. there, and keep.
1: Well, no, because often it deflates that. you, as opposed to inspiring you, and just saying, you know, some of some dreams are non-negotiable. You know, it's like this is my. Focus and you know, I think it's kind of like a big fraternity, it sort of hazes yeah.
2: you. Mm, yeah, that's a uh, very good way of putting to it. See
1: if you can, it's a stick fraternity to it.
2: hazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Only the, only these people didn't even get in the fraternity, right. they're yeah. just outside the frat right. house yeah. Yeah. With, no. the, with the they paddles. They Let me in, can.
1: like yeah. the walking dead.
0: Are you watching <laughs> the show? Uh,
2: I, I confess, I'm not. Your head would explode. I can't. I can't. My good friend who I starred with yeah in our series, Ross Marquand, who plays Aaron in that show. Uh, he went right from our series to that little show, and he's doing very well, so I'm a big fan of his, yeah. but I um, yeah. haven't been able to watch the show <laughs> very much. I can't. It's I a can't.
0: Bi- you know, it's a bit gooey for it me. It is. Mm. If you have kids, you really can't yeah. watch it. I don't have yeah. kids, so I watch it. If but you're a <laughs> semi-grown-up,
1: I can't watch it. Yeah, I know. But all, I appreciate I keep, it. i keep
2: but. on the advice thing, too, yeah. and the advice that I've gotten. Um, and, and uh, you know, I guess I've, I met an actor... Um, Again, when I was in New York getting started and I was you know, constantly asking actors if I ran into them, you know, what do you recommend? What's your mm-hmm. word of advice? You know, yeah, there was no YouTube then, so right. you know, you'd have to actually talk to people. And I ran into an old stage actor named Bill McCutcheon who I'd seen in a, in a play on Broadway. And I was like, oh, you, you were on that play. Uh, what do you recommend? What's, what's your word of advice? And he says, persistence. Uh. And at the time, I was like 24 or whatever. I went, oh, persistence, no problem.
1: Can I buy that totally. at yeah. Sam Goody?
2: Because yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm determined to have a long career, so that I'll do that at the same time as I'm doing all these other yeah. things. And then years later, I realize, oh, persistence. Mm-hmm. It's like granite has persistence. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, weird Al Yankovic has persistence. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes.
1: Uh, but it's also keeping. Cato Kalin.
2: Not so much persistence. So so there's degrees. (laughs)
1: Yeah. But it's also keeping the persistence, especially in the times when the phone's not ringing and the email inbox is not filling up.
2: Now, what I've learned from my mother in that regard, uh, because I watched her and saw her, is Mm -hmm. that when she wasn't working uh, for gainful employment as an actress, she would work as an actress. She would do a play. Mm Mm-hmm which is a great way to not have gainful employment as an actress. Yes. Uh, and so in my world, it's been, well, I did a lot of improv in New York. I did, always do shows. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and even today, if things are slow, I, I put on a show. Yeah. I'll, I'll go somewhere and do a show for anybody. If you do what it is that you're trying to do, Enough times, and eventually somebody will will want to pay you for it. Absolutely. Right? I mean, you must know this as a musician. Completely, yeah. I I mean, if I was a guy who played guitar and I had no work, I would go to a restaurant and say, do you mind if I play guitar here? Mm -hmm. You know, and and just start something.
1: Keep the muscles.
2: Yeah, yeah. Then you're ready, you're practiced. You also learn from an audience. So much, as yep. particularly with improv and comedy, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you hear and you sense even even if you don't hear laughter, you sense that they're oh they got that, they got right. that. They're they're with, yep. they're with me, they're with yeah. me. If I do this, they like that a lot. And you know, after ten or twenty years you know a lot that you can't even quantify about what a room full of people, how they will feel Absolutely. and what they'll respond right. yeah. to.
1: Right, right.
2: So That's I say, that. do it. And these days, you know, with YouTube and with Sound Snap and SoundCloud and all these things uh there's no excuse if you're an actor mm-hmm. why don't you have your own show yeah <laughs> why don't you have something you know yeah. do a cartoon do a voiceover thing do a podcast do yeah. anything mm-hmm. uh there really is no barrier it finally got down to for me getting into youtube about i don't know five years ago uh it finally got down to i had a flip cam somebody gave me one button plugs into your laptop and like okay i I'm busted. I have to do something now. Yeah, I I, I, I can can figure that out.
0: I can figure (laughs) this out.
2: And that's when I started doing uh, these little videos. And I set myself the task of doing a video a day Mm -hmm. for like I tried to do a month. I don't think I quite did a month. But cuz i think a lot of people do this when they first start off with youtube they go this okay i'm going to do this video and it's really i wrote it and it's going to be and i got to just got to get the right lighting and then yes. if i could get my friend benjamin who's got a great camera but he's out of town and you're trying to plan and get this first video to be you know apocalypse now yeah mm-hmm. whereas it's like no 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 do 10 videos have them all be crap whatever yeah but you'll begin a flow Totally. You know? Mm-hmm. No, like, you uh, can wait
1: your life away, waiting for the, everything to be yeah. perfect. Well, oh, waiting, yeah. I
2: waiting. Yep. I think
1: it's nice to see growth and see how people progress. Yeah. And, you know, from where you started. I mean, every sitcom had a first season, and you look and you go, <laughs> you <laughs> know, I mean, everything <laughs> yeah. wasn't perfect.
2: Yep, That's right. First, they get it on, first, yeah. you get it on. Uh, it's it's very important to do it like if you're what well, musicians the same way and an artist like we scribble and scrabble and make all kinds of get rid of that and that sucks and if we waited around to do it perfect you'd have blah. look and after 20 yeah. years this one yeah. cartoon and <laughs> yeah, now it's, it's my sketch style.
1: pad yeah. of yeah. one yeah. piece of paper no, yeah. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Is one piece of paper piece
1: considered
0: left. a pad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we already have that, Captain.
1: That's, that's Fred funs on the group. Oh, yes. uh, oh, 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 oh. there's Rockman
2: um, again.
0: Jim, what do you feel is your most memorable experience in your career?
2: Ooh, well, uh, uh, America's Got Talent was pretty memorable. It was um, unique. 6,000 people, Radio City mm-hmm. Music Hall. And you felt like, it felt, you know, it's a little bit entertainment, a little bit the Olympics. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, I had to run out. You have 90 seconds? Yeah. 90 seconds, a good 15 of which is spent getting to the center of the stage. Right. It's a huge stage. Yeah. Yeah. And then apparently my microphone was off for the first 22 seconds. Oh. Don't know what was going on there. So you
1: were a mime for a while. So I was a
2: mime for 22 (laughs) seconds. So I
0: I got a little bit ripped (laughs) off
2: there. And then I got to do it and do my thing. And then. Got a standing ovation. My mom was there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. And my wife. And that's really cool. pretty. Yeah. Pretty memorable. Yeah.
1: yeah. You're not gonna forget uh, that moment. Yeah. I, you know, I felt
2: like ah, I did it. I can do this. But I really, it took everything. I was like, all right. I had to kind of talk myself into it backstage. Like, all right, right. are you here to do this? Now? Yeah. Right. Are you ready to do right. this? Right. It's
0: all, the longest yeah. 90 seconds of your entire life. It's right? long. Yeah. All right. That's all we have for part one with Jim Meskimen. We're gonna be back next week with part two. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. Go hit the logo down right there. there. Bam. You're in.
1: Absolutely, and also keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. And just remember, you you always have have time time for a little buzz. buzz.